Hey guys, with the pod being on its first summer break, you're going to get to hear two episodes from the past that have had the most views and the most interaction. So I hope you enjoy these playbacks from in the past and share on social media your favorite episode and make sure that you do tag me or you put hashtag Unleash Faith. You guys be blessed and stay focused. Welcome back to this week's episode. So this is going to be the last woman that we're going to be talking about in the Women of the Bible series for the the first round we're going to be doing. I will touch base back on it, uh, but the Lord is kind of asking me to take a break and lead in a different direction. And uh, I've been preparing and praying and writing material for that uh, next series coming up on prayer, and I'm excited. Uh, there will be a next month will be a little bit different. Just uh, giving you a heads up, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. That is something that is dear to me. I've worked in mental health for so many years, and it's something that I have personally a road that I have struggled with since I was a teenager. And I know it's a part of so many of your lives out there, and everyone struggles with something. And uh, you know that's why we need each other. That's why we need to fill ourselves with God's word. That's why we need the word to direct us in life and to guide us and to help us get through all the storms that we go through. Uh, But I am kind of bummed that we're closing this uh, series of women in the Bible because it's been incredible the past couple of weeks how we have uh, talked about many different women in the Bible, some that are named, some that are not named, but how important they are, how God used them, uh, how relatable we are to them. Uh, there's been, I've gotten so much good feedback about how you never heard this certain perspective over the a particular woman, or you didn't know that you were so relatable. I know the one that hit me the most that I never really dug into her story until uh, we did the series was Deborah. She was powerful. She was a prophet, man. God would speak to her directly. And then she was just a vessel of his word to the people in the town. And uh, I was like, man, like, that's amazing. Like, that God can use a a powerful woman like that. And then um, she was a leader and things like that. So it, it was great to just break down her story and just to hear how God uh, orchestrated everything in her life and used her. And um, today we're going to be talking about a woman who she's not named. We don't know her name, but we do see her story and how powerful it is. And going, and I've read her story before, but I reading it this time, I was able to, I was like, Lord, show me something different. Let me, let me see something that where I'm at in my season that I can be relatable to. And right now I've been doing a lot of prayer time. I've been doing a lot of fasting here and there. And I am just in a a tough spot, I guess you could say, with my spiritual uh, walk. I am working out some things. I'm trying to get clarity on a lot of things. And I know I can't do any of this Uh, without God. I can't do it without prayer, without fasting. And we're going to talk more about prayer and fasting in the next series coming up. But as we read Samson's mom's story today, because that's where we're going to be at, we're going to be in Judges 13. So if you got your Bibles, if you're a doodler, get it all out. Let's get ready. Uh, If you're driving, if you're on the treadmill, obviously don't stop. Uh, You can come back and listen to the episode later on. But uh, a little... 
I would say the woman, obviously, that we're going to be talking about the way I hate calling her the woman, but I don't know her name. And her, so it's Samson's mom. And she is, her name is not mentioned in scripture. And you have to think there have been lots of women that we have talked about that are not mentioned in scripture. And we don't know their names. Lot's wife was another one. She was referred to Lot's wife. As crazy as <laughs> that sounds, that's just what it, that's what we had to refer her to. And just like other powerful women in scripture, God is going to show us how he used Samson's mother and how she was obedient to what the angel of the Lord spoke to her. And we're going to see how we can be relatable to that. Like when God speaks to us, how we act on it and things like that. And so Samson's mother is also a a cool fact, I guess, uh, is that she is in the same list of barren women in the Bible, women who couldn't have children, Sarah, Hannah, uh, Elizabeth, Rebecca, all of those women that we know that they were, some were way way past childbearing age, but God still, he still told them like, I'm going to give you children, you know, and he fulfilled his promise. And so even though they shared these painful things together uh, that maybe some of us can relate to, uh, God still used each one of them and he fulfilled his promises over their life and he used them in a mighty way. And so Samson's mother is another woman of faith that we're going to be hearing about today. We're going to see how she listened, how she followed God's instructions, specific instructions, and we're going to read about that. Uh, regarding the upbringing of her son. Now, if you, I'm sure that you might have heard the story of Samson, how he had amazing long hair and he was not to cut his hair and all of these things. And then he just went into his doing life on his own, even though the, the call of the Lord was on his life from the very beginning. But then he ends up coming back and making, doing what he needs to do. And we're going to kind of see that just a little bit, but Our focus today is going to be on his mama. And so with Mother's Day coming up, I was like, man, this is just all kind of connecting together and how uh, I was like, all right, I love how these mamas are are sticking out because mamas are important. Uh, And I know I've mentioned before, too, with other women, specific characteristics of the women that we've talked about on the pod. And so Samson's mom specifically, like she's faithful She's loyal. She's kind of a leader in her marriage. And we're going to see how, what I mean about that. She's a nurturer. uh, And we're going to just see how all of these characteristics kind of unfold as we read her story. Uh, So we're going to be, like I said, in Judges 13. I'm going to be reading it in two different parts. And then we're going to, I'm going to kind of stop and break it down just a little bit. And then we're going to wrap up. So uh, the first reading is going to be verses two through 14. And it says here, a certain man of Zora named Mana, Manaho, I'm probably saying that wrong. Y'all know how I am. Uh, from the clan of the Danites had a wife who was childless, unable to give birth. The angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, You are barren and childless, but you are going to become pregnant and give birth to a son. So here the angel of the Lord appeared and spoke to her words that she thought she would never hear. She was barren. She couldn't have children. And here the the angel of the Lord says, You're going to become pregnant. I'm pretty sure she kind of like Sarah, like she probably had that confused face. Maybe she giggled. I don't know. Scripture doesn't say. Uh, but she's probably kind of like, what? 
me. Da, 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 da. Like I've been in that scenario. Uh, whenever we were told that we were pregnant, uh, I remember being in the, we had a miscarriage, but I remember being in that ER room and they're like, well, you're pregnant. And we, me and my husband both looked at each other like, what? That's not possible. We've been told we can't get pregnant. Da, 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 da. Like, and it was such a joyous moment in that time. And I, I mean, I remember how I felt. So I can kind of be relatable to Samson's mom here. And verse four says, now see to it that you drink no wine or other fermented drink that you do not eat anything unclean. So these are very specific instructions. Do not drink wine or any fermented drink that you do that you do and do not drink anything that is unclean. Very specific here. Okay. Remember that. So verse five, you will become pregnant and have a son whose head is never to be touched by a razor because the boy is to be a Nazarite dedicated to God from the womb. He will take the lead delivering Israel from the hands of the Philistines. So you're probably, you're like, what is a Nazarite? So this is the calling that was supposed to be, that was, I'm sorry, that was on Samson's life. And a Nazarite is to, it means that you're to vow to be set apart for God's service. That whatever God has intended for you, that's what you're going to um, portray. Verse 6 says, Then the woman went to her husband and told him, A man of God came to me. He looked like an angel of God. Very awesome. Underlined very awesome. I love that she was excited and she ran to her husband and she used the word awesome. I like, I love that. I love that that was her words that she spoke uh, to her husband because she got to witness and see an angel of the Lord, which I think would be very awesome to have that encounter. And it continue reading. It says, I didn't ask him where he came from and he didn't tell me his name. Verse seven says, but he said to me, you will become pregnant and have a son. Now then drink no wine or other fermented drink and do not eat anything unclean because the boy will be a Nazarite of God from whom from the womb until the death of the day of his death. The Manoah prayed to the Lord, pardon your servant, Lord. I beg you to let the man of God you sent to us come again to teach us how to bring up the boy who is to be born. God, God heard Manoah and the angel of God came to him again to the woman while she was out in the field with her husband. Manoah was not with her. The woman hurried to tell her husband, he's here. So I could see the excitement again on her face. Um, the man who appeared to me the other day, Manoah got up and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said, are you the man who talked to my wife? I am, he said. So Manoah asked him, when your words, when your words are fulfilled, what is to be the rule that governs the boy's life and work? And so here in verse 13, listen up again. The angel of the Lord answered, your wife must do all of the things I have told her. She must not eat anything that comes from the grapevine, nor drink any wine or other fermented, nor eat anything unclean. She must do everything I have commanded of her. So again, the angel of the Lord repeated the same instructions. How many times has God repeated the exact same things to us to try to get our attention, to try to make us understand? Have you ever heard things multiple times over and then just decided to still do things on your own? <laughs> I mean, I've been guilty of that. 
but then I've heard it again and again. And it wasn't until I got into a specific time of my Christian maturity with the Lord and the relationship that I had with him until I realized like, Hey, he's trying to get my attention. Like he's giving me specific instructions for a reason. That's what he does for us is when he specifically is trying to move in our life or to use us for something or for someone or for him, he gives us specific instructions. It's up, it's up to us whether we're going to open up our ears and open up our heart to receive what he is specifically speaking to us. Now people are like, well, why does he speak to you? And he doesn't speak to me. I'm not hearing from the Lord. Everyone hears from the Lord in their own specific way. I don't think it is a voice that is Morgan Freeman's voice coming from the sky. I don't believe it's like, hey there, sister, or hey there, daughter. I think it's It's just the way that we're able to interpret. He knows each one of us. We're all different. So we're going to hear the the voice of the Lord differently. But he talks to each one of us. He tries to get our attention. He specifically repeats things when he's trying to shake us up. I know that for me going into ministry, uh, I was kind of like Moses. I was scared. I had things that... I I was like, well, because I did this or I didn't grow up in church and this and that, I can't do what the Lord's calling me to do. Like I battled with it. And maybe someone out there, like God is calling you to do something, to set up, step out of your comfort zone, but you're battling with it. But yet he keeps repeating things to you for a specific reason. You need to stop and you need to listen to those specific instructions because I believe that someone out there that is listening that he is trying to get your attention. He is telling you things on repeat to shake you up and to get your attention and to make you step into what he's calling you to do. It it may be something simple. It may be something semi-hard. It may be something that's going to be huge in the eyes of the Lord. Whatever it is, you need to obey that and you need to step into whatever he's wanting you to do. Um, Continuing reading, our next passage here is going to be, I'm sorry, 15 through 24. We're going to wrap up the uh, chapter of Judges 13 here. And it says, Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, we would like you to stay until we prepare a young goat for you. The angel of the Lord replied, even though you detain me, I will not eat any of your food. But if you prepare a burnt offering and offer it to the Lord, Manoah did not realize that it was an angel from the Lord. And in my in my book, it has that kind of in parentheses there. Uh, verse 17, then Manoah inquired of the angel of the Lord, what is your name so that we may honor you when we're, when your word comes true? He replied, why do you ask me what my name is? It is beyond understanding. So sometimes, and this is where I like literally rabbit hold from notes and things like that. So here it's saying again, he replied, why do you ask my name? It is beyond, it is beyond understanding. So there are things that we ask God for that we, uh, you know, we're like, we, why is this happening to me? Or Lord, I need this. Or, you know, um, can you do this for me? Can you give me clarity? Da, 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 whatever it may be. Sometimes we ask God questions and we don't get an answer. Now, if you are a new believer or you're 
a seasoned believer, you're a veteran believer, whatever it is, sometimes you can be like, man, God put me on mute. I was telling someone earlier this week that uh, she's like, why don't you just email God? And I was like, well, I feel like right now he's kind of put me on the spam folder. He's tired of hearing from me. He's like, oh, what's that girl again? And she was like, maybe he just has you on mute. And I'm like, oh, I get, I understand that. I like that. Maybe he has me on mute. Maybe he wants to see how we're going to react when he puts us on pause. But sometimes we get an answer immediately. Sometimes he asks us to wait. Sometimes we don't hear from him at all. It's not God saying no in the circumstances. We may just not understand the outcome of what he could show us or tell us, or we may not grasp the knowledge and the wisdom of his answer. And that is where you have to, again, you have to be secure in your faith and your relationship with him to know that you can't get bitter with God. You can't be like, man, well, you answered me on this, but you're not answering me on this. You can't act like that. You have to trust God in all circumstances and know that whenever you speak to him, that he hears all of our prayers. We have to know that they are being answered, not in our time and what our wants are, but it's what he knows that we need, his timing. And we have to trust him. We have to be patient in all of those circumstances. And as hard as that sometimes is, we have to do that. We have to. It's just, that's just what it is. Um, finishing up reading, it says the Manoah took a young goat together with a grain offering and sacrificed it on a rock to the Lord. And the Lord did amazing things while Manoah and his wife watched. As the flame blazed up from the altar toward heaven, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame. Seeing this, Manoah and his wife fell with their face to the ground. I would too. Immediately like, wow, the presence of being uh, in the presence of an angel of the Lord. Like just in awe, just worship. When the angel of the Lord did not show himself again to Manoah and his wife, Manoah realized that it was an angel from the Lord. We're doomed, verse 22 says. To die, he said to his wife, we have seen God. But his wife answered, this is huge. Samson's mom says, if the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and grain offering from our hands, nor shown us all of these things and now told us this. The woman gave birth to a boy named and named him Samson. He grew and the Lord blessed him. And the spirit of the Lord began to stir him. While he was in Manahay, Dan, between Zorah and Esethol. So, however, here the instructions that it specifically talked about Samson being a Nazarite. It was setting apart the life. Uh, it's not just for Samson, but it was for his mom too. If she didn't do her part by not partaking in wine and uh, no fermented drinks and not to eat anything unclean that may have not been transferred over into Samson because then she wouldn't have obeyed the Lord. You know, Samson may not have been able to eventually do what God called him to do because it was first instilled from the angel of the Lord into mama. And sometimes as mama, we tell our kids, you got to do this. You got to do this. And it's not because uh, you know, we're being hard on them. It's because we're trying to guide them in the way that they're supposed to be. That's scripture to train up the children in the way that you want them to go. And so uh, as you read into Samson's story and it grows 
you're going to see that he has many character flaws. Who doesn't, right? Who doesn't, you know, other than Christ himself, you know, which eventually leads to Samson's downfall. So despite his shortcomings and everything that he uh, went through, he did still accomplish what the Lord set out for him and in, in uh, the nation of Israel. But that's later on as you read into his stories in the book of Judges. But the key to Samson's success, however, started from the root, from the beginning, from when he was in his mother's womb, that because she was compliant on what the Lord asked her to do, a godly, obedient mother, she already established that spiritual framework in Samson's life to move into his calling and to rescue God's people. That's what we're called to do as mothers. Maybe some of us are mothers because we had a child grow in our womb. Maybe us are spiritual mamas. Maybe us are aunts acting as mamas. There's so many ways that you can be a mama. Uh, I know that, you know, that's what most women earn for is to just have their own children. It doesn't always happen that way, but God has a bigger plan. And that's just what we have to do. We have to be just as Samson's mom was here is God told her something. The Lord told her specifically something over her life. And then from there, she just instilled it into Samson. And because she was faithful, because she was obedient to the Lord, uh, we can see ourselves in that. Like when the Lord tells us something, when uh, there's something spoken over our life, we need to we need to really believe it. We need to walk into that agreeance with the Lord. And just like Samson's mother here, many women, obviously, sometimes whenever you become pregnant or you're going through something that you change kind of your, what you're eating, what you're drinking. And obviously you should not be drinking alcohol when you're pregnant and all of these things. And so she did this to give her baby, the best chance and to be obedient to the Lord. So many mamas do that as far as, as our children get older, we set aside of our wants and our desires to do what's best for our children. And that's just because that's our nature. That's what we do. And we do that as even our children go into adult adulthood as mamas, as aunts, as grandmas, as uh, even my guys out there, we sacrifice so much for the people that we love. And we give up our time. We give up our patience sometimes. Uh, we give up finances sometimes. There's so many things that we have to sacrifice. And it is not because, uh, I could say, it's not because we want to do it sometimes, but it's because we know that that's our calling, being a mama, being an aunt. And just like Samson's mom here, she was obedient throughout Samson's life and she just saw it unfold. And so what is something that you're willing to give up for someone else's benefit this week? What is something that you're willing to surrender for someone else's benefit? Maybe it's your children you're wanting to give up. Maybe it's stepping back from something to allow someone else to go forward. Maybe it is you're sacrificing more time. As crazy as that sounds, you can. You can do it if that's what the Lord's calling you to do. Uh, Maybe it's sacrificing your tongue. And what I mean by that is not saying some things that you want to say. And that's so hard. And we're going to talk about that in our next series. But 
God is looking for men and women to have the kind of faith and to have the kind of commitment that Samson's mom had here in their spiritual walk. So that's what I really want to kind of just stop and leave you with today is what are you willing to give up? Are you that man or that woman that is walking in that kind of faith that um, cannot be, it can be tested, but it can't be broke? Are you willing to take that commitment over to the Lord when he speaks directly to you or when he sends a vessel to you and, and or somebody prophesies over you? And our pastor says that when people prophesy, you have to use your discernment and you have to, you know, are they prophesying or are they prophesying? I think that is so funny when he says that, but it's so true. If you step back and you take the funniness from it and you realize like, man, that's that's true, but. Just be focused on that. Um, get into Samson's story. Go on and read it as he um, frees the people. And how you see how he went through all these turmoils and trials because of his own uh, circumstances and his own wants. Uh, but then how God still turned around and used him. And that's what our God does. You know, he uses each one of us in a specific way. Um, each one of us have a different calling on our life. Each one of us has a uh, a different purpose for the kingdom. So be thinking about that. Be um, pondering on what you can sacrifice. What are you committed? Uh, how strong is your faith? Uh, be looking forward to some great news that will be posted for next month. Like I said, it is Mental Health Awareness Month. So there will be um, some fun things. There will be some topics talked about. There will be some special guests next month. So I'm excited for all of that. And um, make sure you guys are uh, subscribed to the YouTube channel for the devotionals. Make sure that you have your notifications on whatever platform you're listening to. If you got time, rate the show on whatever platform you're listening to, because the more ratings and the comments that I have, uh, the more that um, when people search, it'll be kind of in the top, whatever. I think it's like top 50 when people search certain things on different platforms. But as always, be blessed and stay focused.